What up, y'all? Welcome to the Don't Fret Podcast. My name is D. Fretter. I'm a musician and poet from just outside of Vancouver, BC, Canada. And one of my favorite things to do is sit down with other creative types or entrepreneurial spirits and have a conversation about what they do, why they do it, how they look at the world, mental health, self-care, spirituality, and all sorts of other deep topics like that. And this is a podcast where I have those conversations and share them with you. This week on the podcast is Chinzia of Chinzia and the Eclipse, Montreal-based musician who makes who Apple Music says folk rock or indie pop music. Genres a trip, but it's really, really, really good music. We dive into a writing journey. Uh, we talk about social media and being on TikTok and going viral. We talk about body positivity and a little bit of mental health and what it takes to chase your dreams. I found her on TikTok not long after I got on the app, and I've been a fan ever since, and it was a really cool experience to get to talk to Chinzia about her. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, and if you want to support the show, please subscribe, rate, review, download, whatever. It really helps with visibility. And if you want to support the show even further, head over to patreon.com slash dfredder. It's like $3 a month Canadian to subscribe, and all that goes right back into this podcast and other content that I'm making. So thanks so much for the support. And if not, no worries. Please enjoy this episode with Chinzia of Chinzia and the Eclipse. All right, welcome to the podcast. How's everybody doing this week? We got a very special guest. I mean, they're all special, but this one has a very special place in my heart. The word special is starting to sound a little funny. I'm sorry. Maybe we'll cut all of those out. We'll bleep those out. Um, that'd be, that'd be mad funny though. But, um, I like to keep it. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep it. Uh, it's Shinzia of Shinzia and the Escapes. In the Eclipse. Oh, in the Eclipse. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, we're doing that again. That's amazing. But that is also the first time I've heard my name as Shinzia, which is the coolest um, way I've heard it. Because it's Shinzia, like an, like an H, which like is totally fine. And normally I'd be like, hmm, Chinzia, because it's like a little bit like, oh, it's not my name, but I like Chinzia. Oh, That's kind of cool. I like almost want to change it now. <laughs> That's embarrassing because like I got so swept up in the, because uh, I've mentally pronounced your name wrong for months. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard you say it in a TikTok or a story or something like that. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, I got to make sure I get that right. And then I switch the words with it's eclipse not escapes the escapes <laughs> is a different band who are also homies shout out gang gang so we're gonna try that again it's the escape chinzia of chinzia and the eclipse yes there we go what's up what's happening <laughs> i just fucked up that intro pretty bad um i don't know if that's probable <laughs> but whatever um I'm doing all right. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, we were talking about getting out of lockdown. So that's exciting because I don't think you guys had lockdown the way we did, but we were like confined to our houses for a few months. Very exciting. Yeah, it wasn't that bad here. Like some people confine themselves to their houses and, and mm-hmm. we, my wife and I tried to as much as we could, but it wasn't like no one was like in trouble if they caught you outside. There wasn't as much to do mm-hmm. because a lot of places had shut down. So it's not like you had yeah. people out and about at the mall 
despite everything going on. It was just like, you know, people would be going to work and people would be going to McDonald's. It was kind of eerie driving from, like, sometimes I worked in Vancouver. So driving mm-hmm. from the coast near the border where I live to Vancouver, it was like empty. Oh my God. Yeah. Like post apocalyptic type shit. And I was like, dude. Yeah. There's actually, um, Montreal was like that a lot too, because we were in lockdown, like people were really just going to work and going home. And that was it for like a lot of, for a long while, because everything was kind of, you had to be, we, we had a curfew at one point and you had to be home by like nine 30. Mm. So if you had like a pass for work or something, it is really like freaky and very like post-apocalyptic to like walk the Montreal streets and not hear anything and at the time you could only leave the house if you were working like after 9 30 if you were working or if you had a dog to walk so my roommate at the time had a dog so you could only be one person walking him so I'd walk him sometimes and it was the creepiest thing I was not into it <laughs> yeah no thank you that sounds spooky um usually we start the podcast by going like first and foremost who do you want to shout out I want to shout out. <laughs> I'm such a little kid. You told me to do something. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to shout out um, my producer, Luca, the producer. Um, he has literally been my day one before I even knew I was doing music. He's the one who kind of called me into the studio and was like, you're going to, you have a cool voice. Let's like start working on stuff. And I was like, no. And uh, he's, he's very much responsible for a lot of what I do. And I'm very, very grateful to call him a friend. And he, uh, he just released a song with Odious Love um, called Lately. And it's incredible. But, yeah. You have to call out the day one, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's, that's dope. That's beautiful, man. Gotta love, gotta love a good producer. Oh yeah, there it. Go for it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, gotta love a a good producer, and like, it, so Lucas produced like all the music that you've done that's like out so far. Um, yes. Then I love yeah. that. Thank they you. Are, Thank are, you. Luca is. Oh, <laughs> like, cause, I mean. Um, yeah, like obviously the writing and the vokes and everything that's dope, but there's like the, the tech, the sonic textures, if you will, of the, of the tracks is so good. Like I remember, um, like listening to you for the first time and listening to runaway and I was like, God damn, this is a cinematic, like (laughs) beautiful, like I was, I was mad like that's how good it was i was pissed off oh my god i was like you i'm not gonna make anything that hmm? no don't be no i was just mad because it's not like mad at you it wasn't like oh this is an enemy now it's just like damn i'll never like i'll never fly this close to the sun you know man my wings would that's never. not true <laughs> my wings are little this is why like the the music scene everyone needs friends and needs to like come together because you can like write off of my wings and we'll go up there like that's cool we'll like do podcasts in three years and see see how close i'm flying to the sun then <laughs> oh that's great that's awesome yeah yeah right. yeah but luca luca is insane it's crazy because 
I don't consider myself um, a musician before I consider myself a songwriter. Because yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very much a words person. Um, so when I go to the studio, I'll like come in with, let's say a guitar, like a little melody going on, the words that go with it. And it'll literally be like between like literally between three to six chords in every song, you know, and I'll be like, this is it. And Luca will just latch onto it and understand all the emotion that I want to come across with it. Um, you know, he'll ask me questions about the story and really like it really gives you a chance to develop the song together. And what you said is totally on point, the way there's like different textures and stuff. He's so good at understanding uh, the artist that it comes across in the production and it's, you, you can't ask for better, you know? So when we started working with uh, different producers, like outside of Montreal and stuff, um, I was telling my manager that I was a little bit nervous Cause I'm like, I think I hit the jackpot from the first try. So now I'm like really scared to see how other people work. And uh, lo and behold, like whatever, you make friends and it's fine. You learn different ways of working. But yeah, Luca's a madman when he's uh, producing. That's dope. Yeah. Um, that sort of experience sounds a little bit like my current producer or like the current producer, the work, the producer that I'm currently working with. Um, she's incredible. I had like some really bad experiences trying to like put some music mm -hmm. out before. And I was like, man, I, I don't even know if I can like do music anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was like this close to like, I'd pretty much given up on music, but I was like, I kind of want to do this like poetry thing. And so I reached out to a friend who I just knew had a studio and was producing for other people. I was like, Hey, can we like do this poetry thing? And then we ended up like making a couple of songs working on this poetry thing. And that was so good. I was like, okay, like let's do some, like I'm going to mean to do songs now. And she was like, yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's been incredible. She's great. Shout out to Cassandra one time. So um, you were saying that Luca kind of got you into doing music. Did you not, did you not play or any, or sing or anything like that before collaborating? Yeah, I, I did a little bit but not on a professional level, because uh, if I'm being completely honest, I've like music has always been the number one in my life, no matter what, like since I was younger, my dad would sing like Garth Brooks around the house and Elvis. Um, I was the only one in the family who kind of like sang and would, uh, you know, sing around the house and really wanted a guitar. I finally got one when I was 12. And it was like a shitty Costco guitar, but I loved it with all my heart. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started when I was pretty young, but I gave it up really easily just because of insecurities. Mm. It's, it's so wild how strong like those insecurities can be in your mind and how loud they could be that I was convinced I would never be on stage. I don't want to be in front of people. Um, there's too much kind of pressure and a certain look that you have to have that I didn't think I have and didn't think I had and I didn't like my voice back then like it took me a really long time to like it um because I mean we both know my voice is like kind of raspy and everything <laughs> but when I was younger people always thought I was sick or like I had teachers thinking that I smoked at like 14 and I was like nope it's just my voice 
So to, really? to start in a profession, yeah, it was, I was so self-conscious. Oh my God. And um, I did this, I think it was like a little tick that I kind of developed by being shy about my voice and stuff that every time I'd speak, I'd kind of do a little cough to like prepare myself. And then lo and behold, I started getting made fun of for that. <laughs> like, just go like, <clears throat> I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like it was, can I swear? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> I got to start telling people before we record episodes that this is a very, like we curse on this podcast. Sick. Yeah. I like it. It's All fucking right. sweet. <laughs> I wasn't going to go for it. I feel like it was obvious that I would swear right there. And I'm like, no, I'm going to save my swearing <laughs> but uh yeah all to say I was really self-conscious about my voice and I I was so um intimidated that I I would not pursue a career in like singing or whatever but I loved music I was obsessed with bands I'd like always have a Walkman on me I'd always have my iPod on me like listening to these new songs and there's like this feeling when you listen to a good song that just hits you right in your soul and it took me a while to learn that not everyone can kind of feel that sometimes. Like, you know, when you're right, you know, when you're trying to show someone a song and you're like, no, no, but you hear this part. Like, did you feel it? And they're like, yeah, cool song. You're like, no, no, start it over. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, you clearly get it. Oh, yeah. um, my wife hates that about me. <laughs> no, it's the best. But yeah, so I, I just became like a really big music enthusiast. And um, I started studying film and communications when I was in college. And I had a friend tell me about this school called Trevis, where you can study music business. And I thought that was really exciting because I lived for live shows. I still live for live shows. They're the greatest thing in the world. No feeling compares. I don't care what kind of crazy sex you've had shows as like the top <laughs> nothing will ever top the show feeling you know um so I was like that's cool I can like study to be a tour manager or a booking agent like I can get involved in the live music scene so I started doing that and was working with local promoters um working with local bands and one guy in a band had heard my stuff I, I honestly don't remember how I must have posted it Facebook video or something and he was like you're actually like pretty good it's like let's work on something and I mean it's not like my like personal insecurities and physical insecurities didn't go away so there was still that like kind of beating itself up in the back of my mind and everything um so we recorded a song it wasn't the greatest song I love the song I don't like the production and I think I was clear with that <laughs> But it was very like, this is what people like. And I was like, okay, fine. But um, I did that. And then Luca, I've known Luca since I was like 14, 13, 14 about. Because he, we went to the same high school, but he's a little bit older than me. So we had put out that song and he reached out to me and he was like, hey, I think I could do a better job than this. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> so we went to the studio, started working on some stuff. And it just clicked from there. And there was that same feeling about being at a show was like times a million when I was doing my own shows. That was uh, it's uh, crazy, uh. 
crazy. Like, oh my God, I, I haven't played a show in like two years about, it's going to be two years in March. And I went to a show two weeks ago and I lost my mind. There's nothing, nothing that compares to that, to going to a show. And I was like reminded of how playing a show feels and actually looking at the people that you're singing your songs with to have people sing those songs is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not like quite at the same, like my shows are usually like bar gigs or like cr we have a lot of craft breweries out here in BC. So it'll be a lot of those shows. So it's not quite the same. Like I don't have fans or anything like that. Like I don't have people who know my music, but I will say, that is really fun playing those shows and like at, at my level it's mm. the game for me and my guitar player is like okay we got to win and by win yeah. we got to win them over so like by the end of it if we got them to sing along to like the hooks of the two songs we think are the most like popular we've like won like yeah we got them yeah you know like yeah we're like okay if it's a room of 200 people uh, we don't need 200 people to like us. We just need like 20 to love us. And that's kind of yeah. like how we've been playing it. But yeah, it's so much fun. Like just watching people get into it because no one knows who I am and no one really cares at the shows that I'm playing. But by the end of it, they're like, okay, he's pretty good. It's like He's pretty good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I feel that too. Like we've opened up uh, for like a few acts where, I'm sure no one in the crowd kind of knew who we were except for a couple of people. But that moment when you see that switch of winning over the crowd, you're like, yes, I got him. Or when you, you play like that one cover that everyone wants to sing along to. Yeah. Like whether yeah, it's yeah. like TLC or Dua Lipa or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We picked, um, we picked a Bruno Mars song and a, uh, a Bryce Vine song for those. For our, oh, our crowds. Nice. and people like like no way <laughs> no ah, ah, i know that one like pretty fun yeah um, yeah yeah that's awesome though that like it almost seems kind of serendipitous that you like the universe or god or whatever was like no no i can't let i can't let her not do this thing so i'm gonna like bring it back in the most sort of yeah. like roundabout way and i think it's really beautiful and i think it's i agree thank you um <laughs> i think it's really interesting that people are like making fun of your voice or like that people would pick out like your speaking voice because i thought it was really cool sounding um because my first mm. my first introduction to you was your friend duetted a tiktok of yours because i think you had just started your tiktok page or something um no i don't think i follow your friend but it was someone like a friend was like cool. oh this is my friend she's a musician everybody like <laughs> got her out and i was like oh yeah yeah i i think i know what you're talking about it was my friend emily she like did i think she posted runaway and yeah. she's like, this is my friend, the Montreal musician. And that's so funny because we were roommates at the time. And when she posted it, I was I was so not I found it so funny because I was like, oh my God, like what's that 
I'm not even like on TikTok yet. And you're like, this is my friend. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like you're my mom just cheering me on. And it's the, she's one of my biggest cheerleaders that I love her to death. God. So thanks, Amity. She, she technically set this up. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out gang gang. Um, yeah. Map for you one time. But um, yeah, no, I saw that. I, I heard your voice. And I was like, I don't know who this is, but I'm a, I'm a follow. So I followed. <laughs> And, you know, just like kind of heard the music. And then I heard you speak, I think, on Instagram or whatever. It doesn't matter. I heard you speak and I was like, oh, <laughs> a little bit of like a like a classy Hollywood sort of vibe to her speaking voice that I did not see coming. That's really cool. I like that. That's dope. That's so funny. To hear someone be like, yeah, I'm going to make fun of that shit. I'm like, why? It's fucking awesome. And I think it's just what kids do, yeah, you know? Yeah, kids be shitty. I mean, yeah, it, kids be shitty. <laughs> they used to come at me for my speaking voice as well. Um, so they weren't they weren't accusing me of smoking because of my voice. I mean, they were accusing me of smoking this because I smoked. Um, but like, they would tell me that it sounded like Kermit the Frog, but like if he was from the ghetto and shit. And I was like, Oh my god! Now that I know that's not accurate, but for some reason that really hurts. Yeah, and you don't know why, but it just stings. It's the the intention behind it. Yeah, it's like you I know? know you were trying to get under my skin, and I'm gonna let you for some weird reason. Yeah, um, kids, man, kids. I'm the worst type of people. <laughs> That's not true. Um, well, I'm sometimes it's worst. true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like. I'm not gonna lie though. I I like little shit disturbing kids. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah when they're not my problem they're they're super funny like, yeah yeah exactly. like when my, when my nephew's giving his dad or my dad a run for their money i'm like this kid's great but then when <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who has to entertain him i'm like fuck i never like, this is so <laughs> um, that's funny he, he doesn't listen to podcasts so i think i can say that in full confidence <laughs> so is um so were you writing other things before songs like i know some some songwriters they get into it because they're like they don't find an avenue for their poems so they turn their poems into songs mm -hmm. or like um some of them like also were writing like novels or something in high school and then start, started writing yeah. songs because of like a creative writing project in college or something like that like do you write other things? Yeah. Have you been writing other things or was it just songs? Uh, no, I was. I mean, I was always writing songs, to be honest. I always had a sort of songbook going on. Not that I thought anyone would really see it. It was really just because I love music so much, but didn't think I can do it because of my voice. But I had like this idea of like, oh, maybe I'll just be a songwriter and like just write down cool words or something. But it's so funny because I had this conversation a couple of days ago with a friend just asking if they went through like a poetry phase because I thought everyone did. I thought everyone went through this phase of like, I'm going to read all these poems because my English teacher showed me one cool writer. Like, I don't know, she showed me Bukowski and now I'm going to write two because I totally had that phase and would have notebooks filled, filled to, to like, the brim with these little short poems and long stories and just different thoughts about different situations constantly or just ideas 
in your head, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I thought everyone went for a writing space, to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm going to be a poet. I was convinced I would, like, release a poetry book. And maybe I still will, because for me, those are two separate practices. Like, I'll borrow some poetry lines from a poem that I wrote and put it in a, in a song, but I'll never write a poem and be like, this is a song now. Like, yeah, the intention, it has to be there from the beginning for me. You know, I have to hear that melody as I'm writing. 100%. But, yeah, I was I was a big writer. I almost studied English literature uh, in university. And then I was like, I quit school. I'm going to be a rock star. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was a good choice. I, I'm super glad you made it. If nothing else, I think it's dope. And um, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, it's funny. I when you were saying that thing about the poetry phase, I'm like, I can hear some of my fans being like, "D's in it still." <laughs> and uh, I know who you are, and I just want to say, "Fuck you," but also, but yeah. That's, that's I, I that, that intention thing um that's really big for me and like yeah getting in the headspace to write a song and like the headspace to write a poem is like totally different for me yeah yeah i have to do it in different rooms sometimes most times oh. yeah it's so like honestly i can all i'll write just to write at like a cafe or a bar or mm -hmm. Um, just like at my desk or on a chair. But if I'm writing a song, I am on the floor. I don't know why. It mm. just, I'm, especially if you follow me on Instagram, you see in my stories, I'm always on the floor when I'm writing. And it's not on purpose. It's just, I don't know. I'll start on a chair and be like, this feels weird. And I'll like just go sit on the floor. Oh, yeah. 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 And my legs are always, yeah, my legs are really like weirdly crossed in some way. And if I'm on a chair, I'm not really sitting on it. Like one leg is up and I, I creative people. I don't know. I'm going to blame it on my creative juices telling me to do things. I don't do that, but I can't like um, if I'm writing a song, it's probably going to start on guitar and transfer over to like keys later on. But it starts on guitar. It's got to be in the kitchen. And if it's a poem. Oh, yeah. For some weird reason, I can't do poems in the place that I live. Like, gotta be out and about, gotta be walking, or like at the gym. I get a, a lot of inspiration in the gym, even though. Oh, yeah. It's weird, though, because like no one that works out at the same time as me is an inspiring person to me. Like, just a bunch <laughs> of like old heads, like trying to bench. Um, that sounds condescending. I feel bad. No, I get it though. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you think that is? Do you think you're just, because when you go to the gym, you're like, my mind is blank. I'm just focusing on not dropping the weights and like really feeling that pull. But I guess if your mind is like blank, those, those ideas are flowing more freely. Do you think that's why? I, I would assume that's why. Yeah. Like that, that makes the most sense to me is like, um, before I started meditating, I would tell people that I didn't need to meditate because like I get into a pretty meditative state, uh, when I work out, turns out that's actually not true. That's not what was happening, but my mind is pretty focused on the movement, mm -hmm. but yeah, that leaves a lot of room for just random things to kind of go through my head. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. So then I'll finish a set. Yeah. I'll finish a round on a circuit or whatever I'm doing. And then like, okay, I just jot that down real quick. And then maybe we'll come back to it later in the room that I'm 
that I'm in right now. And like, okay, I've got bits and pieces for a poem, you know, da da da. Let's let's yeah. see what we can do. And like, it's got to be sort of. So I work out like really early in the morning and then sometimes mm -hmm. I write pretty late at night. And I always like to think that it's because everyone around me is dreaming that I'm like taking in all the energy from their dreams because I'm a weirdo. I just believe random stuff like that. I'm, I'm into it. I'm there too. Let me ask you, are you, um, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an extrovert, like hardcore. Same. What's up? Nice. I like that. <laughs> We're vibing. I like yeah. this because I'm learning. Like this is the first time we've had like a a real time conversation, and I'm, I feel like there's a lot of like commonality here, which is really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I I feel it. I feel it between us. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was uh watching a little a clip explaining how like extroverts and introverts work, and the other day I was explaining to my boyfriend how like I get so much energy when we're around people that I'm, I get excited. Like it doesn't drain me. And he was like, well, that doesn't make sense. You're using energy. You're like, like logically that doesn't make sense. And I totally understood it. But then I saw this video and I'm like, no, that's me. Cause when you're extroverted, you start the day with like zero energy. And then the more people you say hi to, the more people you have conversations with your tank kind of fills up. Whereas introverts work the opposite way right? Where they're going lower every day. But at night I'm like wired because I have all this energy that I've collected. So you collecting energy at the gym, you're just purely extroverted. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Like I'm the kind of guy who will fall asleep. I would rather <clears throat> fall asleep at a party than miss it. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's the worst when you don't want to go, but you're like, I'll have fun once I get there, but you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's actually, um, that's happening to me right now because like Saturday I'm supposed to go to this event and I'm like, I don't want to go to this event, but yeah. I know I'm like the second I get there, I'm going to be like, Hey, what's good with your boys? Like, ah, because that's like <laughs> how I behave. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the it's best. Really I love it. So, um, you yeah. mentioned, like loving bands, but we didn't really talk about which bands or anything like that. Do you, do you have like bands that really inspired you in your like musical, what would you call it? Like bands that informed you musically? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't want to say grew up on cause that's weird, but I, loved Arctic Monkeys since I was like in secondary one, which is what grade seven, I think you guys say, or grade eight. Grade seven. Do you guys use grades or secondaries? We use grades. Okay. Um, yeah. We 13. <clears throat> yeah, I was 13. So seven. I think grade seven. We'd call that grade eight here. You're usually like, okay. you're like, uh, I think it's like, it's like 12 to 13 is seven and then 13 to 14 is eight, I think. Yeah, I think I think so too. It's the first two years of high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Dr. Monkeys. My older sister introduced me to like Brit pop and like British punk. So I went down this huge rabbit hole of like uh, the Clash and Arctic Monkeys and Smashing Pumpkins and I was obsessed. Um, and to this day, you know, I'll like, I'll look back at lyrics that Alex Turner writes and it just, 
fucks with your mind. I don't understand how he writes. I don't understand half of what he's singing about, but I love it. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I don't know how, but I feel that way too. Um, but aside from that, I think as I got a little older, I started moving more towards um, women who, this sounds so narcissistic, but women who remind me of me because I like needed that vote of confidence from women like Jen Joplin and, uh, you know, Joni Mitchell, Bonnie Ray, yeah. Carly Simon. Like I needed that kind of like, okay, there are women like me who are like, maybe not as like cute and dainty singers because we have to remember, like we were listening to music in the, in the 2000s when, you know, curvaceous women or women with powerful voices maybe we're celebrated a little bit but it was all about like the Britney Spears Christina Aguilera the nice cute tiny voices you know um and I swear to god it, it felt like the powerhouse voices were a thing of the past you know like you had Aretha Franklin Janis Joplin Etta James and for the longest time I was like I was born in the wrong era like I just want to be with Janis Joplin <laughs> but yeah yeah that changed I don't know if any of that sounds narcissistic to me. It just kind of sounds like you were looking to see yourself in art, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it narcissism. I would call that just like, I think everybody wants that. I think that's how good art or good music reaches people is when they can see themselves in the song or they can see themselves in the artist who's like yeah. playing the song and, you know, you being... A, a woman a young woman uh looking for women that remind you of you i think that's just you looking for validation so i would almost say that that's like not necessarily like your insecurity at play but i think it's you instinctively counteracting your insecurity of like there there are women yeah. like me i'm gonna find them and that yeah proof in the pudding that i can do this too kind of thing yeah yeah, that's exactly it. I wouldn't put it any other way. Uh, I was definitely looking for validation and happily I, I found it, you know, and there's a lot of artists I find um, today who get into music because they don't see anyone like them. Like um, Lou Calla from Montreal. She broke that glass ceiling so hard and I'm so... I'm so in awe of her because she was like, there's no one like me. Fuck it. Now there is. What's up? I'm here. And it's such a big statement. It's amazing. And for me, it, it's more of kind of carrying a torch of female songwriters and, uh, you know, kind of following in their footsteps a little bit, but doing it my own way at the same time. You know, there's like a beauty in, in being inspired and, re-inspiring you know yeah paying it forward for sure um yeah i'm still like i i tell i tell people all the time i'm like yeah that i don't think i'll ever really find someone who i can fully see myself in because i'm a unique blend of things no matter what we're talking about kind of thing like my ethnicity is really unique um i i don't know a lot of people that have it let alone like artists and then like a unique blend of genres of like um you know pop music mixed with like 
I really love Sam Cooke, Lauren Hill, but then also I love John Bellion and Quinn 92 and Mike Posner. And uh, I yeah. got a weakness for Andy Grammer for some weird reason. Um, I don't know. I love that dude. Um, he's, I was like, man, you, you'd be so fun to like, I'd love to come to your barbecue. I bet you barbecue like shit, but I still <laughs> want to come and like have a good time or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah. Like, I think looking for that representation and then paying it forward is like a beautiful thing. And I think that's like what we as artists, I think that's a good use of our artistic selves. That doesn't make any sense, but like. I get it though. That's good. Okay, good. I'm sure someone else will. You know, like I've seen a lot of TikToks. Um, you know, like we've I've seen a lot of TikToks and shit like where the artist is kind of asking for support and it is all about them and it isn't about anything beyond them. And it always kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know how you feel about it, but like there was this one that went pretty viral of this girl just being like, my life fucking sucks. I'm from the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere, da 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 And I'm like, man, you don't... Okay. I saw that. It's a TikTok, yeah? Yeah, it's a TikTok. And it just yeah. drove me up the wall. I was like so angry the first time I saw it. I was like, man, like why? Like you're like guilt tripping your followers into trying to like blow this song up to prove somebody else yeah. wrong. Like you patty... And also you're <laughs> complaining about shit. It's like, these are not problems. Like you have a yeah. million subscribers. You got 300,000 followers here. You got 50,000 followers here. Like you're doing fine. Yeah. Okay. Like chill. You yeah. Petty. I agree. <laughs> like, I think it just comes down to like, I, I think it comes down to people getting on trends and not really being genuine and authentic with themselves either you know what I mean like yeah we all know the TikTok stories of uh you know Jessia and uh another girl that I can't remember her name right now who got signed because their TikToks blew up because they made videos like that so now it's like every video that I see that way I hate it but I, I I think the same way as you in the back of my mind I'm like okay like I don't really believe it and I want to, but I don't. It just feels like you're trying to latch on to a trend. And I mean, if if you know me, when we go for that coffee or that brew or something, you'll know that I'm very much like no bullshit. If if something is fake, I'm I can't do it. I can't like I, I need to be kind of real with everything that I do in life, whether it's music or friends or literally anything. So if I like smell a hint of bullshit, I'm like, nah, this isn't cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. especially when like yeah you have like all these amazing things going for you and you start guilt tripping a crowd I don't think that's a way to I don't think that's a way to get long lasting listeners I think uh yeah it's a lot of smoke <laughs> a lot of smoke and I think it's kind of like it's taking the supporters that you have already for granted you know oh yeah like, um, okay, so I have 5,000 on TikTok, um, and most of that's from, like, a viral moment, so they don't really engage with me. But I've got, like, 40 people that engage with, like, any video that I do in some capacity, every video that I do. Like, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram, it's, like, a little bit smaller. You know, it's, like, 1,100-something or other. And, like, there's, like, you know, 
30, 40 people that engage with that shit. I really appreciate them. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to post a poem or a video of me talking about poems, but no one gives a fuck about my poetry or like not <laughs> enough, nobody cares about my music because like, yeah. then I'm telling the 12 people that streamed my song this week that they're nobody to me. That is not why enough. would you support? Yeah. yeah. And like, you're not enough. It's like, yeah. why would they support me if I'm going to be like, you're nothing to me? Yeah. That's, that's shitty. Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, and I'm not saying that I have this like sort of higher empath power or I'm a witch or anything, but I kind of am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that, but sometimes you do come across these genuine videos that are kind of a cry for help that are like, yeah. uh, my, I don't know, my, my, I don't know my filmmaking is shit and no one appreciates it so here's the video if you like it like it if you don't whatever like and that th there's a difference you yeah. know that's like there's like a different intention behind it and like I think a lot of people think that audiences aren't as smart as they are yeah. it, yo audiences are freaking smart whether it's online or at a show anywhere people are smart they sense that so if you're genuine with like, hey, I put out this song, I'd love for you to engage. I'd love to hear what you think. And like actually engaging with those people that are like, hey, I think this, that makes a huge difference, you know? And like, I'm not even busy on Instagram, to be honest. I like, my DMs aren't blowing up at like a thousand DMs a day, but it's hard to keep up sometimes too. And like message people and stuff. And that's a whole job in itself. But I, there's a level of appreciation uh, for people who engage with your content that I think is important. Shouldn't take over, but it's it's important. Like I have this one uh, listener, he's in Brazil. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. It's John uh, something. I think it's John. I don't know. It's kind of spelled that way, but they are the kindest soul. They like found me on Instagram when No Matter was kind of blowing up and just we just talked you know, and there's, there's something to be said about that and literally take every individual person, um, and, and appreciate them individually and not just in a crowd, you know, like genuinely call them out. Like when I release stuff, I'll reach out to people who I've had conversations with on Instagram, not to be like, oh, I need that one more listen. Or like, I need that one more view on YouTube just to be like, Hey, what's up? you like this i released this too if you like it cool it's not like yo i hope you're having a good day like your intention and it makes a difference yeah yeah and and as you say like audiences are pretty wise and they're pretty yeah smart. and like i don't know it's just one of those things like if someone wants to genuinely articulate their frustration at maybe the lack of momentum in their career, I think any creative person can understand that and everyone should be yes. able to articulate their feelings. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been there. I feel that I'll probably say some shit about that to my wife later tonight. And she'll be like, hey, dude, hell it's, I think it's just <laughs> like, there's a difference between like voicing a frustration and whining and there's, yeah in that one video that we were talking about, like the story of the video is this person who I thought was my biggest fan and my best friend doesn't think I'm good at music. So we need to prove her wrong. So like my beef with her is now your responsibility because mm. I know my music special. So go 
go like do this for my birthday because it's this is your problem now is kind of the message and i'm like yeah like that my biggest thing was like your life doesn't suck and why why is it why should i care if you win an argument or like you (laughs) prove someone wrong like why why would anybody care was kind of thought on it because like um i just think that some of the the artists who are doing doing the playing the game well right now i hate to call it playing playing the game but the artists that like are out there killing it in a long lasting sort of way are the ones who kind of make what they're doing about their audience like i mentioned andy grammar once before i'll mention him again because i listen to a lot of his podcasts because he has a lot of good advice like say what you will about his music you can say it's corny you can say that he doesn't have the best singing voice dude knows what he's doing because he's just not going away okay like can you stop him no you can't shut up holly (laughs) um holly it's true yeah yeah and he always says like i want to leave a show giving people more than what they expected. I want to leave my business meetings, giving everybody else more than what they expected. Maybe not in this way, but in this way kind of thing. And it's like, he's being super generous. And I think that's, those are the artists that are killing it is the ones that like really give to their audience somehow. Yeah, for sure. I, it's something that's ridiculously important because it kind of comes back to what we were saying before that everyone kind of wants to see a piece of themselves in whatever entertainment they're looking at. And if you can kind of share that moment or that experience, it it makes a difference. Um, But there's something to be said about also kind of following your gut Mm -hmm. and being like kind of, it's so cliche, but being true to yourself and being like, yeah, this is what I want to put out. If people want to hear this, great. If they don't, at least I know that I did what I genuinely wanted to do. You know, like, I can't tell you the amount of meetings I've had um, in Toronto who put me in a box right away as like, oh, you're from Montreal, you speak French, you should do a French version of your songs. And it's like, no, I like, I don't want to. I don't think that's genuine of me because if I write a song in French, then sure. But to, to do a French version just to get radio plays or just to get more listeners that are going to want more of that content that I don't want to necessarily do. I don't agree with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once you, I feel like once you put out that one song or one album or one post or something, you 100% have to listen to your audience, you know, and really see like what they're about and how you can kind of intertwine the message you want to put out with what people are feeling and what people want to see. Did that make sense? Or did I just contradict myself? No, I understood what you were saying. And I think if nothing else, like I understood, I assume that most of the listeners would get that because like the don't fret community is mostly creative, hypersensitive weirdos. Um, Love you guys. (laughs) Uh, But like if nothing else, what you can take from that is being an artist is hard and there's a lot of balancing that you have to do because you need to be, you know, cliche as it is true to yourself but also be of service to your audience and it is that balancing act and i think everyone has their own kind of way with it because you go to like a radiohead show that guy doesn't give a fuck about you like at all he's gonna Mm -hmm. do what he's gonna do and then you go to um i don't know who's a pop act right now that's like oh Mm, 
I don't know if it's pop, but Lumineers. I don't know if you've ever been to a Lumineers concert. No, I, I've never been. Um, a lot of my exes go to those, but I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's accurate. It's very much, um, it's very much sad ex music, but I love it. That's so funny. My one of my like first boyfriend got mad at me because I went to a Lumineers show without him, and now I have a Lumineers tattoo. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah, some people. Some artists, they really care about being of service yeah. to the audience, maybe more so than they care about expressing themselves. And then some people only care about the expression. And you do just kind of have to find the balance that works for you. And if yeah. you're satisfied, like, you know, find the balance that works for you. And if you're getting results that you're pleased with, then you win. Yeah. And if you're not pleased with the results, then you got to try something else, you know? If you've been yeah. trying to people please your whole career and it's not working, maybe try being a little bit more honest with yourself and with your audience. And if you've been so honest with yourself and with your audience that you've alienated them, maybe try being a little bit more uh, accessible, you know? Yeah. It's, it's ever changing. That's yeah. you put it in, in the best way. It's ever changing, honestly. And, um, wow. I lost my train of thought while I was speaking. <laughs> I, hate what was I, gonna say? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember, but it's true. It's, it's hard, but it's great and so worth it. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, it's important. I think, um, one of my friends used to tell me all the time that like, you don't need art to survive, but you need art to live. And that like gets me, you know? Oh yeah. Because like, you know, when I hear artists complain, like I do a little bit of like, poetry coaching on the side and stuff so i'll talk to like these people like i'll talk to my students and they're complaining about not making any money doing this or how there's no career in it or whatever i'm like that's great but like if your whole goal is like you want to be like rupee cower or atticus or mm. any of these other viral poets or whatever like you you've already started in the wrong like you've already started with the wrong intention but also this is yeah. not really a problem to me because like if you're lucky enough to chase a dream you're good. Like you're starting off in a great place. If your main concern is whether or not you're going to be able to survive off of art, because there's other yeah. people who just don't know if they're going to survive at all. Right. And that's just the thing that I have that I'm working through. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, actually, you know, I wanted to ask you about how it felt to go, like you had your first TikTok viral moment not too long ago and you just had someone like use the sound from that <laughs> video like really, yeah. really so like what was like what's tiktok viral feel like for you was it weird i don't know it just it just felt like a lot of likes like <laughs> nice it's so weird because um it was it was cool that people and it's so funny because okay i need to collect my thoughts right now because okay. I, I still don't know how to feel about it because I don't feel like it's this like oh my god big thing like I'm like a TikTok person now or anything it just felt like oh cool like people like this that's hilarious because I literally did that video uh, when I was leaving for my first guitarist's birthday party so mm -hmm. It was, dude, it was so random and so not planned and so like on brand for me because I swear to God, everything I do off the cuff just hits something. Like no matter 
is at 5 million streams. And that song we did in between a take of Roses. Cause I was like, I really like this song. I just want to track guitar and vocals. Then we tracked it really quick. Maybe like took two hours. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's get back to the other song. And that blew up. Then this TikTok where I'm like, I look cute. I'm running late though. So like, let me just post this. Ooh, ooh, so cute. Look at this outfit. Okay, peace. Bye. <laughs> and people were like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was weird. I took a moment because I feel like I give into that whole idea of like, I need to give the people what they want right now. And yeah. with that video, People wanted to know where the belt was from, where the pants were from, where the shirt was from, how I did this, where I got the purse. And as soon as I read those comments, I was like, oh my God, I have to do it like right now. And I was like, okay, calm down. I don't like, I don't need to rush. I can let this moment kind of sit, you know, and let people build up the likes or whatever. And I think it hit like 5k. And I was like, that's, stupid that's crazy and now it's at like 11 or something which is i just want one of my songs to hit that much i'm like jesus (laughs) christ like this dumb thing that i literally posted it and closed my phone i was off my phone for the rest of the day you know um but yeah i kind of took my time really took my time to to answer every comment in writing and then did a couple of videos of like hey this is where i got this this is where i got this because uh that's what people were interested in and I felt so bad because a lot of the things were thrifted so I'm like yeah. I don't know where you could find it Good you luck. can't <laughs> yeah do you do you thrift a lot or um like because I see it on your Instagram of it you're like yo I went to thr- the thrift store got this like Gucci whatever whatever for like seven dollars what up bitch and I'm like that's pretty cool it's the best thrift. It's so, I started doing it honestly, because, um, I just, I always did it and I liked the pieces that I found. I liked that they were unique because I don't know about you, but I was like one of those first hipster kids that was like, only I can have this. And if someone else has it, it's not cool anymore. (laughs) No, I, I don't think I was really like, I think I dressed a little like the hipster kids, but I was never truly a hipster because, Mm -hmm. I just kind of like, I think like I went with the flow, but also I was a little like behind everybody kind of thing. Like I was just like, yo, what's a hipster? That sounds cool. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's Shannon from third period. Right on. She's cool. She's really awesome though. You were just doing your own thing since day one. That's great. Like kind Um, of, it was more like I, I had my own insecurities and I was very loud and obnoxious as a kid, but I also (laughs) like, I just kind of, when it came to consuming like music or shows or like, like, I guess style kind of stuff, I just didn't understand. Like there were so many different people around me. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. I'm just do whatever, like some like some girl told me I look good in purple and then I wore like all purple for a face. Um, that was fun. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Didn't get um, the girl. Ha. Huh. No, it's fine. Her loss. Yeah, yeah. No, my <laughs> wife is way cooler. Um, I was about to say your wife is probably so much cooler. She is so cool. Um, I don't know if she's home, but she's pretty cool. Um, she is, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but it's my favorite thing to talk about. She's like my number one co-write. 
So if I'm like in this room working on something, she doesn't play music at all. Um, or she, no, that's a lie. She does play piano. <laughs> she's not like into music. Like she's not also a musician or anything like that. She just yeah. plays piano for fun. But like, I'll be working on something and I'll be like working out a melody or some lyrics. And then I'll just hear from down the hall, like, nope. <laughs> like, cool. All right. Back to square one. That's cool. And I just, I Aww. love that where I'm at that place where there's someone I can just trust and uh, someone who feels comfortable enough to be like, you know, that's not good and you can do better. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, there's been times where I've showed her demos and I'm like, Hey, um, I actually just need you to be my wife and tell me that it's great. Even if you think it sucks. And she's like, okay, I think it's great. That's awesome. I, I feel like that tells me that you guys have a really strong communication, which is everything in a, in a good relationship. You know, I think that's super important, whether it's like friends or partners uh, or music partners. I think it's so important to be clear and communicative. That's amazing. I yeah. love that. Thank you. It's taken like 10, 11 years to get there, but um, it's it's amazing. And I, I, recommend, yeah. I recommend strong communication amongst friends, family, romantic partners or whatever. Yeah no matter who you are, but I'm really thankful that, and we're, we're like crazy stupid different, which is part of why it took us so long to really like foster a strong communication style that works for us because she like, she's like from the other side of the train tracks, if you will. And like when we started dating, um, all of her friends were like that, that guy, like him. Ew. Really? Mm. Kind of like she was the lady. I was the tramp kind of thing yeah. which is fine like it's a great story it. it's a great story like i can't get into all of it now but um <laughs> it is dramatic but it was great and she's awesome and uh she might be home from school soon or is home babe yeah she's uh <laughs> she's still at school uh, uh good i'm happy for you i'm glad you you i i like to hear when people go through things not because I like to see people in pain or relive their pain, but I think it, it's it's important, you know? And I like seeing people overcome things. And the fact that you're like, you know, it took us a while, but we like buckled down, stayed committed, and we're like that into each other that you wanted to be that honest. I think that's that's a huge thing, you know? And, you know, if, if you're close friends with me, you know that I'm annoyingly honest. Like I... I've gotten into fights because what I say sounds mean, but I'm not trying to be. I just want to be direct and honest. But I'm also learning that being honest doesn't mean that I have to say exactly what I'm thinking. I could yeah. like, yeah. you know, there's a nice way of saying everything while still being honest and real and not being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that's a tough thing for like the no bullshit types of people that I've been that guy to like, call it as I see it and then yeah kind of just like I don't got to apologize I just said what I said you know it, yeah like, I gotta apologize to you you just got you know you just you just got sensitive because you phony or something like that yeah. like no that's what we're upset about and I'm like oh whatever um shoot there's something else I wanted to talk about um yeah we're coming up on over an hour a yeah, bunch of chatterboxes yeah. Yeah, it's great though it's good and uh so 
something I did kind of want to talk about if you're cool with it. And if not, we'll, you know, we'll X this part of the podcast out. But I did kind of want to just address something that I saw recently on your Instagram when you like kind of took a moment to try to do like a body positivity post and then it kind of went off the rails or like Mm -hmm. it didn't go as you planned and I don't want to get into like all of it but I did just kind of want to talk like ask you because I find this really interesting so like I'm just going to give you a little bit more background and then we can come back yeah go for it whatever so like I see I follow some like models and people who just have bodies you know like most people who do like body positivity posts very similar to the one that you posted and they feel like they they come across like very resolute in their like in their posting of it and I see that and I'm always like kind of inspired kind of moved then I'm like I'm not there. That's not me. I could yeah. not. Right? Yeah. So what I saw with you was kind of like the in-between between like where I'm at and then like this is what I do and you like consequences be damned and fuck all of y'all if you don't like it and da da like because like it's just like yeah. rock solid. They're rock solid. I'm like loose sand on a white beach even though i'm not white and then i see you kind of in the middle and i i guess i'm just kind of curious like obviously i guess for a little bit of context like you posted something and then decided to take it down because the reaction was not what you intended but i guess um Mm -hmm. is this something that you like had been thinking of for a while or was this like off the cuff like other things that you've done that have kind of gone out of your control but this time in more of a negative way than the other ones we talked about yeah I mean I'm a firm believer in only getting upset over things you can control I don't think I think it's a little bit of a waste of energy to stay angry at things that are out of your control you know you could be upset for a little bit but then let it go kind of thing yeah but uh I think with that it it hit me really differently it was a really weird moment because I grew up basically, I don't say grew up, but when I was a teen, I looked like a, like a female pudgy Jack Black. It's cute if you're a boy. It's not cute when you're a girl. <laughs> I'm trying to picture but, but okay. It, whatever. It was fine. Yeah. I, I just, I, I didn't, I don't even know if I want to say that. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of myself. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, so it took... <laughs> a lot of time to really understand what self-love is and understand what loving your body is and you know that included um breaking up with my boyfriend at the time going to therapy breaking bad habits instilling good habits um and it took a lot of time to like the person that I saw in the mirror and these are things that I did like behind closed doors right and I think it was last February. Um, I'd say the past two to three years is really where like I've accepted my body and I love it. I think it's amazing. I see what, you know, people that I love see now kind of ish. I still have like a lot of 
of body dysmorphia, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I had, there was a lingerie um, company in Montreal that reached out to me to do a February promo with them. And I thought it was the coolest thing because they were getting a bunch of different body types and they wanted me. They wanted my face and my body to be involved, which was amazing. So I went all out, got like the mesh bra because I was like, go big or go home. And we did a photo shoot. The pictures were amazing. We posted them um, last, uh, last February and it was amazing. It felt great. And, you know, you put something on the internet and you know that you're going to get every type of comment, good, bad, the negative, the positive, the in-betweens. And I definitely got that with those posts, you know, like I got the weird messages, um, but it was fine. I was like, you know what? I don't care what you're going on about in my DMs or that your fire emoji, we should hang out, whatever. I like these pictures. I feel amazing, you know? And all to say, to, to come back to the pictures that I posted that day, um, I spoke about it. I was showing the pictures to my boyfriend before I posted it. And I was really contemplating if I should or not. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like it felt, it felt really personal compared to the other one. I guess because the other one was a set photo shoot, you yeah. know, whereas this was more like, it's just me and my phone taking a picture of like me and my Calvins, like, yeah. and there was something that I really, I still love those pictures. There's something that I love about them that's so natural. And with lockdown, my body doesn't look the way it did a couple of years ago, but I was starting to get proud of it again when I took those pictures and when I posted it, I posted like a cheeky comment. It was nothing like, oh my God, love my body. It was really just, I didn't even want that to be the emphasis. I wanted the emphasis to be, I'm posting these pictures because I like them. That's it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I forget what the caption was, but it was funny. It was just, uh, I thought it was funny. Thanks. <laughs> it was um, the something about the Calvin slogan being true for me. Cause yeah, it's, it was something like that nothing but my Calvin's or something. I don't know. But anyways, I thought it was cheeky. It was cute. And the, the comments I got were amazing on the picture. It was like from a lot of women, like just like yeah. tooting my horn and men being like, Ooh, yeah, good job. But then the DMs got fucking weird. Like, yeah, very weird. Like it got very like, Oh, I take, I, I don't want to repeat any of it, but it no. was just, we like cut it out anyway so no need yeah thanks yeah it just <laughs> made me feel really unsafe and i yeah. never ever felt that way because of sexuality and it was so weird like to the point where i was and it, it wasn't even like a big thing or anything but i was like kind of searching if i could find my address on google and if other people could find it because the comments were weird and creepy and i did not like it um so I took it down yeah, and, you know, made a post about it because I'm really not good at not having my point come across. Like I didn't want it to be a, oh, she deleted it, whatever. I guess she got shy. And I was like, no, I didn't get shy. I got scared, dude. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not cool to send someone something really explicit that way. 
And I found it really hard to explain to people close to me who didn't understand that. Like, there's very much a difference between, oh, like, go girl, like, oh, you look so good. Your body looks amazing. And being really like over-sexualized. And those messages were super creepy. And then when I was looking at like the insights, people were saving the picture which is fine. I've had people save pictures, but there's something that like triggered in my mind that just made me feel really weird. And I thought it was important to to talk about it and be like, look, one day that's not going to bother me right now. It bothers me. So I, I can't deal with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry to like bring you back to an unpleasant moment. I was just kind of curious, I guess, not even just like, I think it's important to hear that side of this thing because like, um, I'm sure other people, like I'm going to talk to a model who does like exclusively body positivity stuff because she's like plus size at some point. That hasn't happened yet. And she'll she'll probably have more insights on this type of thing. But like me, like, like just some guy doesn't really hear about that. So it's like to hear that it's not always just you are brave or yas queen and it is like yeah it can be like there's a i'm gonna say a dark side um a dark side to kind of like stepping out in that way i think people ought to know that's a thing and people ought to know like i don't think i have a bunch of creeps in my listener base but (laughs) just in case i do like don't fucking do that but also like I think it's just really, I don't know. I just, I, that like observing what you just, that story that you just told kind of made me sad. Cause I saw the photo and I was like, hey, funny caption. I was like, Oh yeah, good for you. Like, just kind of like, you know, like, like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like, cool. She looked, she looks good. Good for her. Uh, I yeah. was like, I'm not going to go Yaz girl or whatever, because like we don't know each other super well. And you may not know that I'm being sincere and trying to, you know, because like some guys will do that, and it's very thinly masking other things they want to say or whatever. So I was yeah, like, I'm just gonna leave it alone. I'm like, ah, yeah, you get a like, see ya, kind of thing. Have a good day. And then I saw your story later, and I was like, what happened? Like, you know, because in yeah. my head it was just like a like you go girl type of post. Like it felt like that to me. Like your face has the face of like a like, you know. Like a you go girl post, you know what I mean? Like I don't know how to describe yeah. it any other way. But I totally like, understand. Yeah. Cool. Like you had the face of like, I'm going, girl, and then all the girls are gonna be like, you go, girl, yeah. kind of thing. And to see, yeah, like, hear that those moments can get like perverted. I think it's just I thought it was interesting, and it made me sad because I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you brought it up because I agree. I think it's important to kind of see that side because. I, I, I'm so happy that you reached out to, by the way, about it, because it was such a weird moment to be upset by quote unquote positive comments. Cause they're not positive comments. And I think a lot of people don't understand how that like, it, it's not okay. There's a difference between like, whatever, I already mentioned it. I'm not going to ramble more, <laughs> but, um, that's totally the intent that I wanted with the post, especially in like 2021, you have these incredibly beautifully body positive, sex positive, 
women and men posting like in barely anything which is like yo good for you so I felt like my post wasn't that much to the eye but for me it was because I was like I don't want those comments like how do they deal with that and I need to talk to some of my friends who do like only fans and stuff and just see how they manage that because I I want to work on that and I don't want to have those negative creepy unsafe feeling comments outweigh the you go girl moments um and I, I just to like um wrap it up a little bit when I was questioning posting it and I was telling um my boyfriend I was like I don't know if I see the point in doing this like maybe I'll just keep it for me and he said one of the most nicest beautiful things I heard and he was just like well you don't know if there's like a curvy teenager teenager right now who listens to your music and then sees that you're also body positive he's like that can make a huge difference I was like damn if I saw someone be body positive when I was like 13 I would not have the issues I have (laughs) yeah yeah for sure for sure and that's that's a good angle and that's a that's a good supportive partner right there so shout out shout out to you gang gang yeah um (laughs) it's a huge gang at this point and yeah, you're right. We should probably bring it in for a landing. We've been going for a while, but I really appreciate your time. Uh, usually I kind of start off the episode by like, like, oh, who do you want to shout out? And then I'll be like, I'm going to give you your roses early. So I'm going to give you your roses, I guess, on time. Or I'll give you your roses late. Doesn't matter. Um, just as far as like, yeah, like as we've said, we don't know each other super well. It's the first time we have a real-time conversation, but it's been really cool just to kind of like watch from afar, like you, the way you conduct yourself as an artist, um, because you are so good. Like you're an amazing lyricist. You have an incredible voice. And for some reason that hasn't gone to your head, like at all. And you just conduct yourself like just unpretentious, just doing you just living your life. And it's really cool. And again, I cannot stress this enough. You're like, your voice is like not just the way you sound when you sing, but the things you choose to say when you're singing and when you like choose to get serious on social media, I think is really important for like teenagers, young people, the next generation. And I think I've said this in your DMS before, but I, I genuinely believe that you're going to be like huge in like a couple years. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate that so much. You have no idea how much I appreciate everything you just said. That's incredible. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) I'll be sure. I was just saying, I mean it. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, and like, it's, I like it because I feel the, the authenticity with it. You know, it doesn't feel forced at all. (laughs) So thanks. I hope you like the new stuff. And really uh, hopefully we it. can bring it to, uh, I'm so excited to have it be out, but I'm being such a little perfectionist with everything, which is rare. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, Frank um, Ocean is a perfectionist and that turned out great. So whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully I, we can make it out to BC and play it for you guys there. We would, we would love to have you for sure. <laughs> um, so this podcast is called the don't fret podcast. So I'm off you this scenario. 
you can travel back in time, talk to a younger version of yourself, could be as young as five, could be 15, could be 10, whatever. Uh, you can tell yourself not to fret about one thing. What, what are you going to tell them? Uh, I would 100%, 100% say don't fret about your looks. You're gorgeous. Love it. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, everybody, this has been another fun-filled episode of the Don't Fret podcast. This has been Chinzia of Chinzia and the Eclipse. I've been D. Fretter. Everybody be safe out there. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Don't Fret Podcast. Be sure to check out all of Chinzia's music wherever you happen to listen to music. And uh, give her a follow on Instagram and TikTok. Tell her I said what's good. And if you're listening to this the day the episode comes out, tomorrow night I'll be performing as part of the Unbound Reading Series at the Shad Bolt Center for the Arts in Burnaby, BC. And I believe there's still tickets available. So click the link in the show notes and grab yourself a ticket or two. Bring a friend and listen to some amazing poets. It's not just me. It's a bunch of people. I'm really outclassing there. Uh, so it'll be a good evening with a good conversation after the performances. It would mean a lot to see you there. So do that if you're free. If not, that's fine, I guess. No worries. Have a good week. Be safe out there. Peace.